What's next? Welcome to another episode of What's Next. The purpose of this show is to talk about exactly that. What is next? What comes after? Tragedy, love, anxiety, risks? You fill in the blank. I will cover topics I've experienced. I'll have guests speak about their situations. And hopefully you as a listener will also send in your topic requests. And together we will find out what's next. Well, welcome to episode three. Uh, we have been talking about the story of the worst day, uh, worst day of my life, um, thus far. I've, I've had some pretty bad ones, but this one, this one ranks up there as, um, in my opinion, as my, my, one of the top worst days that I've experienced. I want to say something. I want to kind of talk about the fact that, uh, one, I'm, I'm not a professional, nor do I claim to be. Um, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not, um, well, I'm a registered voter. I don't know if that counts. Uh, but uh, I do hope that I can help others with what I've been through. One thing I can say is I have a long resume of life experiences, uh, ones I wish I didn't. But I've made it through all these things. Um, that I've gone through in my life. I've, I've made it through them. And now I'm able to tell you about what I've been through, what I've made it through, what I've made it past, um, and kind of what has come after that. Um, the whole what's next thing. Kind of the, uh, kind of the premise of what this whole show is about, you know? Um, so I... I know the 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 what's next, and that's why I started this this series and the whole idea and premise for this uh, for this podcast. So, with regard to that, I kind of want to you know get back um, to talking about the subject you know of the, this day and what we talked about in the last episode, and kind of getting more in depth on that. You know, we talked about, you know, how how I felt. We talked about all the emotions. Um, the feeling of, 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 of fear, anxiety, stress, worry, hurt, regret. Like instant, instant regret. Instant, uh, you know, just all these thoughts come pouring into your mind. When you go through something like this, of you know, I didn't, I didn't say enough. I love yous. I didn't do enough. I wasn't there enough. I the roller, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, thinking about the the events of the day up to this point, you know, the the birthday, the party, the fight. My parents were having the mall visit, the people walking and living their lives completely unaware of what uh, was going on in my life. The news, the way we, the way it was delivered, 
you know, and I talked about, you talked about the, the fact that, you know, I, I would wanted it, I would have wanted it to come from somebody else, but the truth is, it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter who delivered the news, there's no way that anybody could have said something that I would have just been, oh, you know, I, I feel so much better now because of the way you told me. I don't know that there could have been or that there even exists a way to receive the type of news that that would have that would have made it better. I, I certainly didn't like the way I was told, but I, I don't know that even in reviewing it that there was any one way or any one person that would have made it would have made it okay in my mind. And sort of, you know, reliving it while telling the story in the, in the last episode was even that even that was tough um talking about the drive through the neighborhood and man the boy did that sure feel like like a forever drive um but we arrived at the park we arrived to family and and I kind of ended the last episode talking about the questions what happened? Is this real? Where do we go from here? What What do we do? Who do we talk to? What What do we say? I remember getting out of the car as we pulled up. And everything was kind of in, in slow motion. Everyone seemed to move mechanically and slowly. I look out of the corner of my eye and I see my mother talking to a police officer and on the ground screaming and with a cry and a scream and a, and just seeing her shaking and then I look over to the other direction and I see my brother just completely distraught. My other brother was already there and, and I just, the scene, there's police everywhere comforting, helping, talking, Assessing the other situation at the house. Um, and uh, Stephen and I, we get out of the car and we walk into this. My first thoughts are the things that my dad always told me, which is which is crazy. But he would always tell me he was military. And, and uh, so for those of you that don't know, and most, if you were any part of that, would have some understanding. Um, but being military, he uh, he would go out of town. He'd go um, TDY overseas on trips. Um, the military uh, sends its soldiers to do. And every time he'd do that, he'd say, Son, all right, I'm not here. Um, you're in charge. So make sure everything gets taken care of. And... You know, and now this situation happens, and it's almost as if I could hear his voice at that moment tell me, all right, you, you're in charge, I'm not here, you need to make sure things are taken care of. And it's like a switch flip, flip for me. Um, you know, I went into, okay, I'm the oldest, I've got to make sure that everybody's okay, things are taken care of, and uh, it's a, it was a surreal moment because... You know, there was so much that I, you know, if I could go back, it's like, man, I, I, why didn't I take the time to, to cry, to mourn, to be sad, to, to hurt in that moment, but I just really felt like 
you know, I, I've got to be the one that, you know, my, my, I got to be here for my brothers. I got to be there for my mom. I, I got to be strong because it's what dad would have wanted. But I remember, and this is the part that, you know, I kind of want to talk about, is that's my recollection, right? But I have two other brothers who had their points of view and their memories and how they recall, um, you know, what their feelings were and what their emotions were and what their thoughts were. And it's crazy that you could have three, um, three brothers raised by the same two parents, taught the same, grew up the same. But all three of us have not only did we have different experiences from the moment we found out the news, but now four years later, and it actually will be the anniversary, uh, will be on my daughter's uh, birthday coming up here on April 19th. It'll make four years. Um, we'll be hitting four years now. But it's it's wild to see the the differences in how it's affected myself, how it affected each of my brothers um, then and now. So, we're in the park, and I start, you know, I go to the police officer and kind of ask him, you know, what happened, and he begins to tell a story that he's already told my brother several times, and he's talked to my mom, and, you know, begins to tell a story about how things unfolded and what happened. So, um, a lot of this is tough. I'll do my best to explain, um... And I may go a little slow because I want to. I want to make sure that um, one that I, I well that I tell the story properly. This is being my dad. I I want to make sure that I want to make sure that I tell a story that is told right and is told accurately, and that is told. Um, in a way that would just bring um, awareness to things. So, so by now, you know, I've talked about this being the worst day, the worst news. So my dad was, and I, I don't know any other way to put it, my dad was my hero. Um, you know, he was... Uh, he wasn't afraid of anything. He was a uh, a man that always finished whatever he started. Uh, he worked hard for his family. He took care of things. He taught me that, you know, any job worth doing is worth doing right. Uh, mediocrity isn't acceptable. Do the best that you can. Succeed at everything. Fight hard. You know, walk away. Walk away from a fight if, you know, if you didn't start it, but if someone else starts it, well, then you finish it. I just think about all the different things that, that he taught us and, and bravery and stand up for yourself and do what's right and it's always right to do what's right and make the right choices and, oh man, he was full of such great advice. Anytime I would face any situation that I was just like, ah, I don't know what to do, I would pick up the phone and Dad always knew. He always knew what to do. He always knew what I should say or what situations I should steer clear from. Or, hey, Dad, I got in, I got into this situation and, uh, you know, I'm not sure what to do. Well, 
here you go, this is what you need to do. And he always knew how I should direct my my next steps. And so to find out that he met his end the way that he did, amidst all of that, was probably the first thing that was the hardest to accept. So if you haven't figured this out by now, or if you don't know me personally, then you may not know, and so this is the one of the tougher parts to share, but I lost my father to um, to suicide. He um, He took his own life on April the 19th, in 2015, uh, which was also my daughter's fourth birthday, same day. And so that's what, you know, made it so difficult was to hear this news that this man that I knew to be so strong and brave and uh, could face anything um, would lose the battle um, to what a lot of people say is taking the easy way out. Um, not being willing to face whatever there is, and so I'm just going to end it all. And um, You know, I wish it were that simple. I think people that say terms like that are people that have um, have not experienced a tragedy like this in their life. They, they've never been through it. They don't really understand it. Um, they've seen it on TV. They've read books. Uh, they've had people they knew that maybe went through it, but they don't really get it. So, and that was, that's another thing that over the last four years we've, my brothers and I, you know, we have our conversations and we talk. And so if you know somebody that's experiencing this in some way, hopefully this helps you to know how to communicate with them. As I said, everybody's different. There's no recipe. There's no, um, you know, say this, this is going to help them. I don't, I don't have that. But what I can tell you, some of the things to avoid um, so many people told us, yeah, man, you know, I lost my dad too. Well, <laughs> the first thing that come to mind is, yeah, but your dad was 70 years old and he passed of old age and lived a good life. And <laughs> my dad was 54 and he took his own life. It's not the same. So, and, and the thing is, is that those people that are, you know, trying to they're they're trying to find a way to communicate and they're trying to find a way to be there and they're trying to they're trying to help. Um something anybody says anything maliciously, they just it's just one of those things you don't understand unless you're there and and it's always the mindset on the other side is like, man, it, it's not the same thing. And it's not. It's it's really not. It's 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 tragedy. I can tell you that um, share with you, and these are things that I'll get more, um, I'll talk about more in depth, um, over the next couple of episodes, but, um, in my father's own family, some of the tragedies that they had to face, he had a brother, um, that passed away when he was a baby, um, one of his, one of his older brothers, or would have been his older brothers, he had his second eldest brother, 
um, actually took his life um, back in the 90s. Um, his baby brother took his life in the 90s. Um, and of course, my dad would be the, the third brother. He'd be the fourth brother to pass away way before he showed up, before his time. And he'd be the third brother of his family to take his life. My, my dad's father, in, I believe, 89 or 90, I'm, I may be off, that may not be the right year, but somewhere in there, and, I, and again, I'm going to get all the facts, a lot of this happened, obviously, when I was younger. But somewhere in that space of time, uh, my grandfather, uh, which was my dad's father, was actually murdered um, in a park by one of his friends. Um, you know, so a lot of a lot of tragedy, a lot of heartache, a lot of loss, and a lot of unique and not normal ways. Um, so I saw that on, on that side. And of course, you know, my grandmother has Parkinson's disease, um, which was, uh, you know, watching her pass and go through that and having my other grandfather, you know, get sustained injuries from a war and be a double amputee and, uh, diabetes and being on dialysis and <clears throat> seeing his battle to the end. And so I've, been present and, and, you know, cancer in the family and, and just a lot of things uh, negatively impactful. But going back to, you know, my dad and uh, just the questions that arise. Why? That's the biggest question. Why? Why, why, why? Why do you do it? Unfortunately... That answer, I still don't have. And honestly, I'm I'm not probably ever going to have the actual reason why. I can have other people tell me their versions of why they think why. I could investigate things and remember things and come up with a reason why I think why. But the whys are what will drive you crazy. But I remember that was question number one. Why? Question number two, when you get around why, is... What did I do wrong? Because we're human, right? So it has to be about me some way. Like... You know, what did I do wrong? Was I not good enough for them to want to stay here? Like, was was my existence not enough for them? That was the second question. Which leads you then to start thinking, well, you know, if I knew, I, I, <laughs> I could have stopped it. If, if I only knew, I could have done more. I, I could have done better. I could have stopped this. I could have prevented this. I, And that's the thought process is that, you know, again, it comes back to self. It comes back to, you know, it's it's either my fault or it's about me in some way. And, you know, and the original question starts with the why did it happen? But then 
somehow it's that it's that inner guilt or that something that as a human we have to take on the responsibility and we have to find out why this person did it and it's interesting how we can quickly shift it from why I know why it has something to do with me this is a negative horrible thing that happened and why did it happen well it's because I did something or I didn't do something or I didn't say something or I didn't react or I didn't know or I and it's a I I I I it's a bad place to get stuck in but unfortunately a lot of people do and I I spent my time spent my time there then after you get through blaming yourself and seeing things as all being your fault you begin to question the reality did this really happen no, this this didn't happen in, in your mind. You start to think, okay, it's a bad dream. I'm going to wake up from this soon. So you go into the the denial. Um, it didn't happen. And these stages can be dangerous. It can be the denial that the event happened. It could get to the denial that they're even gone. Um, so it keeps you from facing it. You know, if if they're alive... If I just remember them as they're alive, they're at home, they're well, they're doing fine. I don't need to face this reality. I'm going to live in this alternate reality that I'm going to create for myself. And that is that they're okay. Because we don't want to believe the truth. We don't want to believe that it's real. We don't want to accept that because it hurts. And so I remember the feeling of of the uh, the reality of it. Is it real? And then you go into a step of what happened. If you're analytical like me, I'm an analytical person. I, I got to know what happened. What, what, from A to B to C to D, I got to know. I need to know what happened. And I find myself ordering autopsy reports and police reports and uh, uh, um, witness, eyewitness uh, testimonies and just trying to figure out, okay, this neighbor saw this and this person heard that, okay, uh, you know, who were the police notified, okay, the police came out, okay, at what time and what happened, and, and somehow thinking, if I know every detail about everything, then somehow that's going to make it okay, and boy, I can tell you that is not going to make it okay at all. It didn't. Reading an autopsy report about a loved one, <laughs> it's tough because they, I mean, they, they describe it It's just the body, you know, they're just describing what they see and what they're looking at and, and to the medical examiner. I mean, it's, it's, it's a person, I mean, it's a job to them. That was a, uh, that was a tough thing to, to, to read. Um, so some of these things, hopefully... Like I said, as I tell you, if you ever face any of these things, and maybe you need to go through it. Maybe you need to do these things and and go through it for yourself. I mean, I assume I did. It's led me to where I'm at now. Um, you know, then the, one of the next questions is: Is what do I do next? What you know? What what happens next? Where? <laughs> and the craziest part about all of this is. Most of these questions happened from the time I got to the park, got out of the vehicle, and got to my mom, who was just five feet from the vehicle. All of these questions went through my mind. 
all of these thoughts. And of course, in depth, the way I describe them is the things that I would face over the next months to years. And we'll start getting to the points of more of what happened that day. Um, but also talking about over the last four years, you know, where my mind is at today and, and how it's, how it's gotten there and what it's taken. And, um, and I just really like to share, um, some things that have helped me, some things that have helped me to face, um, these situations that I've gone through. And so I, again, that's the whole hope for this podcast is that, you know, we're able to share stories that are impactful, that will help others and reach others, um, that are going through similar situations or that have faced it or that know somebody that's going through this. And, and, the, and the thing is, it could be the person that's the loved one that's left behind after a suicide or a tragedy or, or murder or whatever, or a person that is thinking, man, you know, it's not worth it. I, I just don't want to live another day. I can't, I can't face this or I can't face that or I, I'm struggling with this or, oh man, the anxiety that I have so much so that, you know, I can't do this or I can't function here or I can't. That's those those. If you, if that's you, I want to help you. I want to help you, um, and and really the only ways I know how is, like I've said it before, I'm not a trained professional. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I've been down some roads. I've experienced some things, and uh, and that's what I want to continue to talk about. And when my story's done, there'll be plenty of others that I'll be bringing on to talk about their stories and talk about things that they've gone through. And so some guests I have coming on, I have uh, somebody that's going to come on and talk about, um, you know, losing a loved one to cancer. I have someone that's going to come on and talk about being a single dad, um, going through, uh, you know, custody battle and what he had to to do to get through that and, and how he faced that and now kind of life after. Uh, I have somebody come on and talk about, um, being sexually assaulted as a child and, you know, and how that affected their minds and, um, how that, the trauma, uh, the trauma, I'm sorry, the sheer trauma from that and, but how they've been able to overcome and get through that. Um, and so many, so many other stories that we're going to cover and so many, so many guests that we're going to have come on and talk about those different things. And so I hope you'll stick around. I hope you'll stick with this podcast and, Stick with the show and listen to the things that that we're going to discuss going forward. And uh, so if it's something that uh, one person, if one person gets help, then uh, I feel like uh, I feel like it's worth it. So we're going to keep going. And YouTube, YouTube's coming. Another announcement. We're working on our YouTube channel. So we'll have a YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch us on video and listen to us, I guess, while we record. Um We'll have a place where you can email, um, email uh, information if you want to, hey, here's a story that I really want to cover and I want to talk about, and so, you know, I just want to, you know, type out this message, and I want to, we'll have call-in where you can call in, and, you know, we can talk maybe live um, on a recording, <laughs> live on a recording, that makes no sense, we're going to record the live feed, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say, 
So we'll have that. Um, and of course, it'll upload to Facebook. Uh, and then we'll have where you can uh, send in your emails. Um, and so we'll, we'll kind of go from there. So right now, uh, it's What's Next Podcast. That's with a K. What's Next Podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to send an email, it's W-H-A-T-S-N-E-X-T. P-O-D-K-A-S-T at gmail.com. So feel free to send us an email and uh, we'll try to get some responses back. Um, But otherwise, keep listening. Stay with us. Um, Next episode, we'll we'll continue on a little more about the park and uh, getting on through the rest of this very emotional, uh, emotional tough day. Y'all take care. Till next time. What's next?